0: Running out of money can feel paralyzing. Instead of working with ease and joy, your inspiration turns into an uphill struggle to figure out how to just pay the bills, extend your personal runway, and not end up living under a bridge, or worse, with your parents. In the past five years of running my own business, I've hit sub-zero many times. Not uncommon in the new business world, but it's very common to feel shame about it. Even though your salary-earning friends are also in debt and may live month-to-month too, you still feel more shame than necessary. So I share my practical tips on how to rethink money as a small business owner and develop a new money mindset that doesn't have you threatening to quit on yourself every time you're running low. So let's get into it. You are listening to the Thriving Empire Podcast, a show designed exclusively to help you avoid working 24 7, to help you eliminate overwhelm, and help you live your ultimate life while you figure out how to make money from your ideas. This show should be your number one resource for no brainer strategies, tactics, and tips for launching your ideas with more ease, vision, and freedom so that you can change the world drama free. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, strategist, traveler, and coconut macaroon addict. Welcome. Welcome to season two, Kickstart Your Mini Empire, so that you can create the life you really want. So let's get started. Hello, how's it going? I'm amazing. I've just had a cup of Kusmi green tea and I'm kind of obsessed with it. It has licorice, ginger, cardamom, let's have a look at the tin, orange peel, cinnamon, aniseed, and sea buckthorn in it. And I've actually been drinking it every morning and it is so good. I'm in a good feeling place today. So how about you? How are you feeling? So today we're talking about money because no matter whether you've started your business yet or you're yet to start, whether you have a lot of money, you perceive yourself to have a lot or perceive yourself to have too little of it and whether your business has made six or seven figures or nothing yet. Money is always a hot-button topic, isn't it? It's something we never seem to have enough of until we give it a new meaning and take back our power and really decide how we're going to make it, use it, and spend it in a way that feels totally good for us and empowers us to live the life we want and do the work we want on our own terms. And that is a different level and a different strategy For all of us, for each of us, I should say. It is so personal. So what I really want to talk to you about today is the fear of running out. And that's a fear which so many of my clients have, whether they are seemingly wealthy or not, and whether they have um, no income or large debts or are actually doing pretty good in their business. There is always this underlying fear of running out. So listen, I've got to tell you, I've run out of money more times than I have fingers and toes in the last 15 years of exploring my own freedom life. But even when I've run low or I've reached zero or sub-zero, I'm literally, you know, I have often been living in overdraft. I've never actually felt poor or broke. And I think that seems to be the key difference between me and those who freak out and quit what they're doing and go back to a day job. Now, I've definitely spent a lot of time, probably too much time with people who do feel poor or broke. And I've had to really learn how to separate out their feelings from mine and understand that actually I'm not feeling bad about that thing. That's their emotions, and that's a whole other episode. How to notice what is your emotions and, and what are your thoughts versus what is the thought of or you know feeling of society and other people around you. But just to give you an example, just the other day, a friend asked me if I think fifty thousand dollars is enough in savings to quit the job she hates while figuring something else out. And I told her then that actually my life costs me between four and six hundred dollars a month, regardless of my income. that is generally what it costs me to live and she was dumbfounded. So I actually talk about how to cost your ideal life in episode 20. It's called How to Build a Freedom Business. So go check that out if you haven't already um, dived into that episode. That might be the clue to your empowered money mindset that you've been waiting for. But in this episode, I want to talk about that fear of running out. So whether I was alternating corporate work with long stints of travel or investing everything I had in savings into my passion projects, approaching a zero bank balance really just meant to me that I was ready for the next steps. I really needed to earn some money. I needed to recharge the coffers. I needed to try something new. I needed to do something different. So actually having no money or running low steered me to jobs where I would meet the inspiration for my next project, or I would uncover a talent or skill I had never really paid attention to before. It was never, I never thought of it as a failure or something to be ashamed of. I a, a kind of more so thought of it as an invitation to keep moving forward, to move on to the next thing, pay attention to what I wanted in that moment. It was a chance to ask, what do I really want right now? What do I want to create? And what do I want to exchange? in my life right now whether it was my skills for a paycheck a salary or my products and services in my own business but now that i've been building my own online business for the last 5 years my philosophy about everything really has been challenged so radically within that you know intense period of time so i'm mm-hmm. continuing to navigate the mental and emotional roller coaster of exploring, changing, and finding my own business model every step of the way. And at every step, I'm basically being invited to realign with my own metrics of success at every threshold of what others perceive as failure and success. And what I've really learned, if I could encapsulate this lesson into three statements, it would be this. Freedom is absolutely a state of mind. Money is just an enabler and success is for me to define. So before you throw the baby out with the bathwater, the baby being your self-worth, your personal identity and your dreams, and the bathwater being your bank balance, here are the four steps I would say that are really important that have really helped me navigate running low and getting down to zero. The first step is, step is actually being okay with running out of money. Because when you run out, there's this, this tendency to feel a profound sense of personal failure and shame. So it can literally this can literally squeeze the passion, purpose, and vision of life out of us. But let's face it, why should business be different, any different from relationships? Or your career, or your fitness, or anything else. There's highs and lows in every area of life, and business is just another area of life. There's deep troughs of, um, sorry, troughs, isn't it? Of frustration and annoyance. Epic heights of success and achievement. Long stints of blah in the middle, where nothing is really happening. Nothing's really happening in a good way. Nothing's really happening in a bad way. And, you know, when working for yourself as a freelancer or a consultant or running your own business, the money sometimes flows in really quickly. It sometimes comes in in short, sharp bursts. Maybe you're doing quarterly launches. Maybe you're doing monthly offers. You know, sometimes it comes in for sustained periods. Maybe you've just got word of mouth running consistently for four months, sometimes really slowly and sometimes not at all for what seems like forever. But we've got to be okay with it because it's inevitable and it's totally normal. Every individual in business goes through this. You see it when people have flash sales or You know, massive launches or a brand new product. This is what they're going through sometimes. And it really doesn't have to mean anything. It has nothing to do with how brilliant you are, because you are brilliant. Billionaire or not, you're brilliant. It's got nothing to do with how good your idea is, because any idea can be tweaked and modified to perfection. It's just about staying in the game until you get the results you're looking for. I mean, for goodness sake, if Fitbit can convince yuppies to wear an ugly rubber band, then honestly, any idea has the potential to fly, right? And it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong necessarily either. Maybe you've got more to learn. But even though there are a zillion business blueprints out there, every single person who developed them learned by trial and error. And their blueprint won't necessarily work for you. You've got to find your own blueprint to succeeding. And you know, you may need to integrate lots more insight and wisdom that has nothing to do with business that will steer you towards success in your business. So for example, with people who are super successful, sometimes they've run out of money and they had to do something very specific and very drastic, which led them to meet a certain person who introduced them to me, to another person who helped them learn a certain thing. So this is your time for that. It's for following the breadcrumbs and allowing serendipity to play out. So just, you've got to be okay with it. And to a degree, I'm really sorry for this nonsense, but you have to flow with it. Okay. Just be okay with it. And why not use it as an epic prompt to create metrics for personal success that are not aligned with money. And the beauty of this is that then moving forward in the future, your joy won't be tied to something completely out of your control. Because to a degree, who buys it, how they buy it, and how often they buy it, your audience I'm talking about, is out of your control. So realign with your own metrics of success. The second step that I found really useful was changing my mindset and then looking at the actual blocks in my business. So in the first years of my own Freedom Life Odyssey that actually started back in 2006 when I decided that I was going to create location independence no matter what, I simply alternated travel and study with corporate contracts. So a zero balance was really familiar. I'd do a contract, I'd earn enough money to travel for a year or two, and then I'd run out and I would get another contract contract. So whether you spend your cash savings or you max out your credit limits or you get some kind of loan, so yes to all of that, I've done all of those, the mental and emotional intensity of being broke yields a powerful opportunity to cleanse yourself of old ideas about money, what it means about you, what you make it mean about you rather, as well as your ideas about what is wealth, what is success, what is abundance for you. And separate them from those ideas that might not be yours, but you've inherited from your parents, you've learned from the media, you've learned from other people in your business community, or basically you've generally been influenced by influence by hearing the same old crap on repeat for long periods of time. So you need to start making note of all of your thoughts. Like I'm a failure. I'll never think of a good idea. I have to work really hard to earn money. I'm just not good enough. My ideas will never amount to anything. Write down all of those crappy thoughts that you have in your head on repeat all the time. And then you can start to think about where these thoughts or beliefs came from. Is it something typically your mother has been saying? Is it something that was told to you previously by a boss that you just can't get rid of? So basically my self-worth, as an example, took a hit in 2010 when my superior made it a mission to publicly undermine me in front of clients, in front of my peers, and my direct reports at every opportunity. And it was only six years later that I identified it as a turning point, actually the moment where I started to not believe in my skills and what I had to offer. So I really had to pinpoint that moment where those beliefs started so that I could move forward in my life and business. And then also I began a process of clearing these thoughts and beliefs with some holistic practices like kinesiology, tapping, which is also called EFT or the emotional freedom technique. And they've worked incredibly well for me. So, you can either see a practitioner or do them yourself. And there are a ton of great books. Um, that offer an introduction and a foundation to understanding the psychology and biology of how our beliefs really affect us emotionally and mentally in every area of our life. One is called The Emotion Code by Bradley Nelson and the other is called The Biology of Belief by Bruce Limpton. I would actually start with The Biology of Belief. It's actually a brilliant look at how our thoughts and beliefs affect us on a cellular level. Now, there are more books, but these are my favorite to start with. And of course, as I mentioned, there's a practical Aspect too. So if you're already in business and you're investing more than you're making, there's also going to be another block to clear. Literally the block in your process, in your systems, in your funnel, in one area of how you're doing business, so your operations. So whether you sell protein bars to athletes or you've created a dating app for Tinderphobes, or you deliver green juice cleanses to people's doorsteps, your business is probably un- online, right? And if it's not, okay, there's your block. You should, you should be accessible online in this day and age. But as a starting point in your actual business operations, ensure that your website is hooked up to Google Analytics so that you can see exactly where people are coming from, how long they stay for, where they go, um, how they navigate through your information, through your website where they drop off, what they're doing, and generally how they're acting. And this will give you a huge amount of intelligence as to the flow through your business. So perhaps your web traffic is generally low or even non-existent. So your block is maybe marketing, telling people that you exist and letting them know that you can help them. Or perhaps no one is signing up for your newsletter or free offer, so you need to make your offers more compelling and relevant to your audience. Or perhaps you're getting a ton of refund requests, so your product or service is not meeting current expectations. Or maybe you're attracting the wrong customers, which means you're talking to the wrong customers. So again, the block is marketing. You've just got to tweak your product or change how you market to your target so that you attract the people you made it for in the first place. And so on. You really have to think about your specific business and go through it right from the beginning, from creating the product to telling your audience about it, to selling it to them, to them buying it and to them using it. Look at each step of the customer journey from discovery to post-purchase and at each juncture where they have to make a decision, which is buy or not buy, use or not use, sign up to your newsletter or not, find the blocks in your business and then find the blocks in your beliefs and then clear them as well. So the third step really is very practical. It's about getting some money coming in so how, somehow. So there's no reason to wallow in poverty and dwell in financial bankruptcy. Once you've accepted that running out of money is part of your experience in life and work, and sometimes even in a career, because you can get made redundant at any Point in time. A friend of mine was made redundant in 2013 and it took her 10 months to find another job. So there's no real security in your career either. And running out of money can happen in the corporate world as well. So it's a normal part of your career, of business and entrepreneurship, a normal part of life. And, you know, once you've realized that and you've identified and cleared the blocks in your beliefs and the blocks in your business process, funnels and operations, it's just time to get some money flowing. So what you can do, of course, is use your career skills so you can hit up past employees and colleagues on LinkedIn for some freelance contract or project work or even permanent work or some kind of side hustle. And, you know, listen, your colleagues, your ex-colleagues from your former life, they probably miss you. Or you can connect with recruiters and headhunters to help you make new connections. More and more companies value entrepreneurial spirit in their employees, and they really value life experience as a commercial asset, especially CEO founders of startups and virtual companies. So make sure your CV reflects your commercial and strategic learnings from your own business, whether it's been a successful failure. I've actually had four jobs since quitting to do my own thing, and it's a really great way to stay tuned tuned into your industry, especially if it's what you do for yourself as well. You could also get a part-time job or some kind of side hustle, as I just mentioned. So did you ever wonder what it would be like to be a bartender or stock shelves in your favorite bookstore? Or what about working at your local art house cinema or West End Theater, where you can enjoy the perks of being an employee? Work doesn't have to be mind-numbing or boring. It can be fun, and it can tap into your other passions, talents, and gifts. And best of all, either part-time or shift work, it will help you pay the bills, um, and it will help you. Deserve your inspiration and creativity for still working on your own business. You can also sell stuff. So if you're like almost everyone I know, you could really likely benefit from a decluttering session. You can go through all of your stuff, throw away what's broken, give to charity what you don't use and sell what is valuable but sitting unloved in the corner. So eBay is a great, great way to sell stuff and make money. Old iPhones you can get rid of, designer clothes that don't suit you, shoes that you'll never wear again. There's a market for everything. Stick all of it on eBay. You are probably literally surrounded by wealth and decluttering your life can declutter your mind and declutter all that stagnant energy you're holding and give you a fresh burst of energy. You can also look for hidden money. This is a really fun exercise. You can do a complete financial audit. So, what I like to do is look at my savings account, pension accounts, overseas accounts, look into tax refunds here and overseas, look at ISAs, premium bonds, or anywhere you may have put your money and maybe even forgotten about it a couple of years ago. I found a couple of ices that I'd had for a couple of years and where it was able to cash them in which gave me another nine-month runway it was really cool you can look at investments you could sell and not only that you can possibly you know really liquefy some of your equity in lots of different areas stocks and shares and bonds at Microsoft and Yahoo we got given options which were really fun to sell during a certain period of time after leaving. Um, and it's also a nice reminder when you look at all these accounts and you find all this equity that you're not actually as broke as you think and you do have wealth in different places. Even if it's just a tenor in the jacket that you haven't worn for three years, oh my gosh, I love finding money in pockets and in sofas and old bags that I put in storage. So that can be really fun. I'm constantly on the lookout for rebates and refunds, checking my statements for double charges and fraudulent, purchases so stay on top of your money and audit your financial accounts and investments and also you can ask for help so no one wants to see you suffer your friends and family will offer love and support in all forms sometimes really in unexpected ways but first they've really got to know that you're struggling so tell them your mom might suggest moving back in for a while to take the pressure off dad might remind you of the 500 pounds in premium bonds that they bought you as a graduation present your friends might chip in with professional advice or even help you with design and development work or something, some kind of therapy or coaching or just some kind of mental emotional support. People really do want to help us. And best of all, you're going to realize that you're not alone. You are beautiful. You are smart and important just because you're you and everybody loves you just because you're you. You are lovable because you are you. Okay, so if you're already in business, you can also offer a flash sale. You can create short windows of opportunity to buy your stuff at crazy discounts. This works really well for digital information like courses, ebooks, and digital files. You could also create unusual one-off experiments. So if you're not usually customer-facing, you could create a one-on-one opportunity to spend time with you, whether it's brainstorming, advising, entertaining them, or whatever. So, Amanda Palmer launched a Kickstarter campaign where five thousand dollars bought a house party at which she would play a gig for you and your friends, and ten thousand dollars bought an art sitting and a meal with her that 's pretty cool. hey, you could also upsell to previous customers, so whether you have a product a new product or service, um, there might be something you can up uh, add on to a previous purchase that might help them get. More out of it. So, another coaching session or another ebook or a webinar or some kind of podcast series or some kind of information as a kind of supplement to the experience they had with you. And you can also create a premium tier to your product offering where you add some kind of exclusivity. So, just think a bit more laterally about what you can offer your existing clients. They often loved working with you and would like the chance to work with you again. So, come at it from both angles. Honestly, and money will flow to you more differently. So, step number four is simply just to keep at it because running out of money is not an excuse to quit or to give up on yourself or your work in any shape or form, because it's not the end. It's not a sign that you should quit at all. So what is it then? Well, okay, listen, this is how I see it. I see it as a test for how committed I am to the ultimate results that I want, which is a life lived with passion, purpose, and vision, and living and working on my own terms. So I often ask my clients if they still want to do what they're doing, if they already had the money. And most say no. And so then we're able to instantly see why things aren't working in their favor because their hearts are not fully in it. Because earning money can't be your only incentive for starting your own business. If it is, working for someone else in a job is so much easier, right? Starting your own business, launching your own ideas, selling your products and services is about navigating uncharted terrain in the world around you, but also within yourself. It's a whole new way of thinking, being, living, and working. And it really is fundamentally about following your passion, purpose, and vision. And it's a chance to leave the world a little better than you found it. It is such a profound, visceral experience. It has everything to do with your commitment to being completely aligned with what you truly want and living and working on your own terms, taking extraordinary care of yourself and ensuring that you thrive on all levels, including, yes, eventually, financially. So to quote Guy's mantra from his book, The Big Leap, this is um, Guy Hendricks, I expand into abundance, love, and success every day and inspire others that surround me to do the same. I'll read that again. I expand into abundance, love, and success every day and inspire others that surround me to do the same. So take a step back. If you're running out of money and stressing out about it, you've got to take a step back for a moment because stress is not the way to fuel your life and work. You've got to rest a bit. You've got to relax a little bit as much as you can. Nourish yourself with fresh whole foods. Hydrate your body and your brain, breathe, sleep, find joy and tune into your innate sense of self-worth again, because that is your birthright. You've got to reimagine, recreate, realign with who you are and what you're doing. You've got to realign with what you want to do and why and who you want to do it for, and then come back and give it another go. So follow steps one to four, see how you go with that. Running out of money doesn't have to stop you in your tracks. It- Maybe it's a sign that you need to change tracks, change trajectory, follow a new idea, do something different, but you've got to keep your life and work flowing, whatever direction that might be in. I hope this has helped you so much. Send me your questions and your comments, whatever you're struggling with to stephanie at stephanieholland.co. I would love to hear from you and I would love to help you out if I can. But until the next time, keep thriving on all levels so that you can stay in the game until you get the results looking for. Thanks for being here with me today. I'll see you next time on Thriving Empire podcast. Have a beautiful week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire Podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Now, if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now. Head over to stephanieholland.co and sign up right on the page so you never miss an episode. You'll also get my latest strategic worksheet for maximizing your personal freedom while you launch your ideas. And if you enjoyed this episode a lot, I would love it so much if you would do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. This will help me get the podcast discovered by more solopreneurs so that I can help them minimize the pain, drama, and burnout of watching their ideas too. Just search for Thriving Empire on your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, and review. Thank you so much. So you have a beautiful week, and I'll see you next time on Thriving Empire.